0: Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to a podcast episode 65. And in just two more weeks, we're gonna be celebrating one year of the Building Carols podcast. So pretty excited about that. So last month on podcast number 63, I talked about doing a year in review and how to do that so that it doesn't make you feel worse. And so I would love to hear From you how that went for you um so in that podcast we were talking all about looking back because the word january um or the month january is named for the roman god janus and um pictures usually show him with two faces looking forward and looking back because he's the god of beginnings and transitions anyway so in this um podcast, I wanted to talk about the looking forward part and how we can make New Year's resolutions successful. Um, And really, you know, you think about it, there's just something about January that it's a new beginning and you start looking at your life and you think, yeah, and I don't know if it's just because we've been in the holidays and um, gotten way off our routine with eating too much sugar, going to bed too late. But, you know, in January, you just have that feeling where you just kind of want to reset things and, and make things better. Um, so I looked up some statistics about New Year's resolutions. And in January of 2021, 74% of Americans polled um, adults planned on having New Year's resolutions. And also along with those statistics, I found out that the younger you are, the more likely you are to set New Year's resolutions. So I thought that was really interesting because, well, for many reasons. But um, another statistic I wanted to mention as well is that people are very optimistic that they're going to reach their goals. That's why they set them, right? Only about 12% of people felt like they may not actually make their goal. But... This is the kicker of the statistic. Only 4% of people actually get their goals. And I don't tell you this to, you know, make it depressing uh, or anything, but it's probably why enthusiasm drops off over time. You know, the older you get, you're just like, oh, I've been setting these so many years and nothing's happening. So um, I thought that was really interesting. Now, they also polled the people who don't set goals and what they said, the reason why they don't is because either they forget or they just have a lack of willpower or they're lazy. But I actually think it's something different because as humans, we do want to, I mean, and, I, and I'm actually, I don't want to say it's completely different. I th- I'm sure that some of those things really do apply, but I I think it's a little bit different than maybe we realize now we want to become better. You know, if we look at the enthusiasm of youth, they are excited and, and they're more likely to set goals, right? Because we were meant to become better. That's part of this purpose of life is to make progress. But I think that as we try setting goals over and over and we keep failing over and over, because remember, only 4% of people actually get their goals, that gets depressing, right? And so we start to think we can't change, we can't meet these goals, and then we tend to give up. And I think that's probably really at the foundation of why people stop setting goals. And it's not so much that we're bad or lazy or forgetful, or have no willpower. But I think the real problem is, is that no one ever taught you how to get goals, really, because it is just a skill that you have to practice. But it's not really something that we do practice, like in our education system or anything. Now, for me, I remember I used to set some great <coughs> excuse me New Year's resolutions every year. I would look at my life, and I'd be all excited, and I'd write up this detailed document. With all the things I wanted to change in the upcoming year, divided into like 10 different categories of my life, you know, like personal and fitness and and family life and that sort of thing. And I would get excited and I would say, this, this is the year I'm really going to change. And I was in that optimistic group that said, yes, I'm going to get my goals. You know, that's why I'm doing this. But then the next year would come around and I would go back to looking last year's document to get ideas. And I'd be like, I pretty much haven't done any of this, you know, I've met almost none of my goals. So then I would copy the document for the next year and I would vow to do better. Okay. Now this went on for quite a few years before I finally just said, forget it. This isn't working. I can't do this. I must not be cut out to do this. I have too much wrong with me. I got too much going on, whatever. You know, I had all these thoughts going through my head about why I can, so I quit. And I didn't make any more resolutions or goals for a while. And I decided that would be just fine. Except it wasn't because I would keep running into struggles. I would keep finding things I wanted to change about my life. I mean, I knew I wanted to get better, but I really did not know how to do it. And so I would find myself in this vicious cycle. I would get all motivated and I would, you know, try these things out for a couple of weeks but then I would fall off the bad weight wagon, you know, because something would happen and it would all fall apart again. So then I'd become depressed or angry about it. I'd beat myself up because it was such a mess. Or I'd blame the husband and the kids or just not enough time, not enough money. And really, I kind of decided, yeah, mediocre sounds pretty good. Because then at least I can do that. Still, it wasn't really working because what I didn't realize was, until later was that really as humans, we just don't feel good unless we're growing and making progress and becoming better. And we can't grow unless we get out of our comfort zones and do things differently than how we've been doing them before. Um, But it's also uncomfortable to stay in our comfort zones because we don't feel good unless we're making progress. Okay, so we've got this desire to change But the question is, is why do so many of us struggle with keeping our new goals, you know, for longer than about two to three weeks? The first few weeks of January, you notice that it's packed because all these people have these great intentions. But then by the end of January, it just goes back to the regulars. Those people that somehow have it all figured out. So what I finally realized is it is a skill and it was a skill that I just needed to learn how to do. And I really don't necessarily do New Year's resolutions anymore. I will look at my upcoming year and I say, okay, what do I wanna accomplish? But I'm gonna break it down because truly for the most part, when we set New Year's resolutions, we are totally setting ourselves up for failure because we don't understand how it works, okay? So why is it that we have such a hard time with New Year's resolutions? Well, there's a lot, okay? There's a lot of different problems here. Now, while I do love new beginnings, the real problem is, actually, I'll go through several problems, okay? So we have these good desires. We want to change and become better. We set ourselves these great goals, but we're setting ourselves up for failure if we don't do it correctly, okay? The problem is the system. And most of us really have no idea how to be effective at goals at making the goals and then keeping them. Okay. So here's some of the problems that I found. Number one is we tend to make way too many. Like, I mean, we think, okay, new year, new me, I'm going to change everything. Right. And uh, we well, we look at everything in ourselves and we see all the things that are wrong and we resolve to change it all. Okay. That's, that's going to set yourself up to fail because you are pretty too many. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't list all these things that you'd like to change. It's just that you have to tell your brain, you don't have to change them all right now. Okay. So second problem with New Year's resolutions is that we, um, just by calling on them New Year's resolutions, <laughs> we think that we have to do it for the entire year. <laughs> okay. So we, we think that, um, and, and this makes creates a twofold problem because number one is um committing to do something for an entire year is really, really hard unless you're actually good at um keeping your commitments to yourself already. Okay. Uh, it's much better if you start with a smaller amount of time, like a 30-day challenge or a two-week challenge or something like that to make some progress. The other problem with this is that because we call it a New Year's resolution, a lot of us will say, "Oh, I got a whole year to do this," <laughs> and then we're going to procrastinate and put it off and not do anything about it. And then by the time the end of the year was rolling around, we've completely forgot about it. And if you do remember it, if you're probably not going to do much about it. Okay. Um, so number three is that we don't know how to practice seeing ourselves doing this because we haven't been doing this in the past. So we can't really see ourselves do it in the future. Okay. So you kind of give up because you just can't see it. Um, number four mistake is that we make these news resolutions, but then we don't actually write them down. Okay. You're very likely to forget it. If you write it down, it sends a signal to your brain. Oh, she she thinks this is important because she actually took a few seconds to write it down and most people don't write them down and then part two of this is then if we do write them down we forget to look at it so I was making this document I was writing it all down but then I would never look at it again okay uh number five is we um we don't usually create a system to accomplish it okay so most of the time, we just resolve to do it. That's our resolution, right? Um, but the problem is willpower alone is not going to cut it because you run out of willpower. So when you create a system that makes it easier for it to do it, then you're going to be a lot more likely having have success. So that's the way I started making these New Year's resolutions. And they were really just kind of wishes way I was doing them. Okay. So what I did is I shifted a little bit. I decided to, um, make a vision board because that was going to solve some of those problems that I just mentioned. Um, and what I need to be aware of is I didn't want to make too many goals at one time. I didn't want to make them for the entire year. Um, I had to figure out how to see myself doing them. And by making a vision board, then they were writing, I wrote it down and I could see it regularly and keep looking at it. And then because I'm looking at it more regularly, I could make a system, okay? So I know a lot of people think vision boards sound kind of woo-woo and some people really love them, but really all they are physical representations or pictural representations of our goals, okay? So they do solve these five problems, which is number one, Uh, you can choose how many, like on a vision board, you can put however many you want. Now a lot of vision boards I've seen, um, just put up a whole bunch of cutouts from magazines and it's more like a collage. The vision board type that I do is I like to keep each one of my goals separate so that it doesn't make my head all unfocused so that I can focus on each goal. Okay. So you can put any number, but you got to be careful because you don't want to overwhelm your brain, right? If you're just starting out, just put one. You can go up to like nine. And I mean, if you're really good at this, you could go higher than that, but nine can seem like too many too. So the key is though, is however many you put on there, you're just going to choose one to focus on at a time. So what I find is that often when I just choose one to focus on, the other goals somehow get accomplished, even though I'm accomplishing on the or focusing on the other one. Okay. So number two, um, you choose a timeline. Okay. You don't have to say, okay, uh, this is year long or whatever you can. Okay. But on a vision board goal, you can put a date that you want to have the goal accomplished by. Okay. So if you're a beginner, then choose something you can have in under 30 days. Um, if you have nine on your board, then you can do, you know, four to five goals. that are going to be short term because um, like 30 days or less, because that's going to build your accomplishment energy. And when you accomplish something, you want to go accomplish something more because it feels so good. And then you could do three to four in the medium range, like three to six months, and then one to two long, t- longer term goals, you know, a year or who knows how long. Um, one thing about vision board a vision board, though, for goals, uh, you don't have to know how to do it. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Um, so if you, you, as you're developing the skill to get goals, to make progress in your life, to become better, you've, you've got to keep the length of time short at the beginning, because if it's too long, your brain might be like, ah, you can't get that because you haven't been practicing this very often. Right. Um, Okay, so number three is we can't picture ourselves doing it. So that's why a vision board is really great because that helps you visualize it. So when you choose a picture, you want to choose something that's going to help you visualize you having the result you want. Um, so you, you visualize yourself uh, seeing yourself having the, re- the end point of that goal. Because if you can't see it happening, it's not very likely to um, because your brain's not going to believe it. So it's just going to keep you in your comfort zone. So one thing that I did with this is when I wanted to start exercising more, my brain just could not see myself doing it because I hadn't been doing it. So I had to start picturing myself getting up, getting dressed, going out and doing it. And then I wanted to, I put to run a half marathon as a goal. And so I had to start picturing myself feeling good running the whole race and then crossing the finish line. And it happened just that way, but I don't think I would have been able to do it unless I'd been visualizing myself. Okay, um, so the next one, number four problem was we don't write it down, okay? So when you're getting a picture, putting it up on our board, you're writing it down, and then this is also gives you the system when you hang it up so you can keep seeing it. So it keeps reminding your brain this is important to you. Um, you can also write a few words on there as well or a description of what it looks and feels like as well, because it's going to help you visualize it better. And then the last thing is, is a system. Okay. Now um, the thing about setting goals and accomplishing them is that we kind of think we have to know how to do everything first, but you don't. Okay. So that's, that's where our brains get a little thrown off because sometimes we don't want to put something up on our board if we don't know how to do it. But if we can just start doing the other things, the how starts to come in, okay? Now, what most of us do for a system is we think that hard work and willpower are going to be enough, okay? And those are going to help for sure, but it's, it's not enough. Um, really, most hard things to change in your life you can't do with just sheer willpower. Um, So if you look up in the dictionary, what's willpower? And the dictionary says, well, it's personal control exerted to do something or restrain impulses. So to do something or not do something, okay? And then in the dictionary, it gives you this example. Most of our bad habits are due to laziness or lack of willpower. And I thought, wow, I actually don't think that's totally true. Be you know, willpower does come into play, but it's not just a lack of willpower. Um I totally thought that I was lazy and had a lack of willpower because I could never get myself to exercise. Um it wasn't totally true because I could make myself do with it. I just had a hard time keeping myself do it until the actual real change occurred. And my problem was I didn't really understand what was stopping me. And so it wasn't because I was just lazy or lack of willpower. It was just because I hadn't learned the skill yet, okay? So how do you do it, okay? <laughs> so these are kind of the steps that have really helped me the most about um, change and accomplishing goals and become better, okay? Um, and number one is first, you have to decide what you want because a lot of times we know what we don't want, right? but we don't actually decide what we do want instead. So you have to have something to aim towards so you know you're making progress, right? Um, then number two is education or training because we have to learn about our goal. Like I had to learn a little bit more about running and, and like what kind of shoes I should wear and, and like, is it okay if I feel like my lungs are going to about explode? Could I take, could I start walking if I start you know, not feeling good. And so I really just had to read up on it and, and learn something. Okay. Because there's always something that we don't know that's that we don't know that's going to stop us from moving forward. So getting education and training is good. The problem is, is though you don't want to get stuck there because sometimes we get so stuck in the training part that we never actually do anything. And that definitely happens a lot. Um, the next thing is is we want to make sure we're asking questions, because if we're truly going to make progress, we're going to have questions come up, and unanswered questions can keep us stuck. So if we don't have a place to ask those questions, or if we don't try to think about the fact that we have questions or pay attention or be aware of that, then we're going to stay stuck. So we've got to be able to ask questions. Um, number four would be... You actually have to take action. And that's where I'm saying a lot of times we can get really stuck in just trying to educate ourselves and feel like we have to know everything perfectly before we can take action. The thing is, you just need the next step and take it because that's often where you get the next bit of knowledge that comes in. Okay, It's got to move you towards your goal. Um, We could be taking action and staying real busy, but we might not be moving forward either. Um, Okay. So the number five is you have to track your progress. And a lot of times we don't want to do that because we don't want to see that we're not making progress because we think we should be doing it perfectly. But what tracking does is it allows us to see where we're getting tripped up and why, you know, like some days, why didn't we go out and exercise Right. So if you're tracking it, you're going to be more aware and you're going to be able to look and say, "Okay, what stopped me? Um, Along with this. The awareness piece is huge, because this is probably one of the biggest places where people get stuck is that they don't understand that it's our brains that are stopping us from making the progress, because what our brains tend to do is our brains want to keep us comfortable. And so our brains will give us reasons why not to change, why we shouldn't do these things because it's uncomfortable to change. And so for me, one of the biggest pieces that I found was that I didn't understand how much I was listening to those voices in my head that told me not to do it. Like, so for example, with exercise, I would get up in the morning and I didn't feel like going. And so my brain would say, yeah, you don't feel like going, you're too tired. So don't go. And if I listened to that, then I was never going to change. What I needed to do instead was say, yeah, I am kind of tired, but I've committed to doing this for 30 days. So I'm going to get out there and do it anyway. And so when you're tracking, that's what's bringing you to the awareness of what your brain is doing to stop you. We like sabotage ourselves like crazy when we try to do these goals. And, you know, even when you think about all the people who set the exercise goals that stop showing up at the uh, rec center, what happens is their brains will start giving them reasons why they shouldn't go. The first two to three weeks is sheer willpower. They're making themselves go and they have some motivation because they're excited to do it. And they think, yes, I'm going to do it this time. But when they hit that wall and one morning, you know, everything goes wrong and they don't make it to the gym. What happens in their brain is they start beating themselves up and then saying, Oh, see, yeah, I knew you couldn't do this. So you might as well just give up now. Instead they could say, okay, I guess I missed a day, but you know what? I'm going to get up and go tomorrow. So it's like we have this argument in our head in a way too. Um, so number, so that's tracking and awareness of what's going on in our brain. That's number five. Number six is accountability. For so many of us, this, this, uh, this is so important. When you've got somebody to report to you and that you know somebody's going to check up on you, you are going to be way more likely to actually do it and way less likely to talk yourself out of doing it as well. Now, if you're missing any one of those steps, it's going to be a lot harder to create change in your life, but it's doable. It's a skill that you can learn. You can absolutely do it. So, the problem with the New Year's resolutions was that I never really felt like I was making any progress. And, you know, I've mentioned this many times that humans really love that feeling of making progress because it feels good to become better and it solves our problems. That's what we like, you know? And so that's exactly why I started up the Hero's Journey membership is because I wanted to set up the system so you could see how it works and then we make progress every single month. And you get the training, you can ask the questions, you can take the next steps, you can track your progress, you can become aware of what's stopping you. And you get accountability from the group as well. So instead of making all these big, huge New Year's resolutions that we just resolve to do, but don't really know how to do, um, we make baby steps and we make the progress that way. we build this stronger foundation every time we accomplish something new because you're working on the small things, but they build up fast. And that's one other thing with New Year's resolutions is that often we make them way too big. Because we think, okay, this is the year I'm going to, you know, I don't know, clean out my entire house. Instead, if we break them up into smaller steps, they're actually going to be more doable that way as well too. So can you do all this stuff yourself? Absolutely, you can totally do it, but it's going to be way more fast effective and fun when you have friends to go on the journey with you and a mentor to guide you and a system that works. So if you've been thinking about joining the Hero Journey membership, you're going to want to get on the wait list for when we open it up again, because, you know, maybe this is your gear to build that foundation in your home and to make that progress and to feel good about making that progress. Now, one of my really biggest motivators for me uh, to learn how to become better and how to figure out this skill was not just so that I could do it for myself, which is, actually was part of it but really I wanted to learn how to teach my kids to do it too and so that's the wonderful thing about a parent doing this is that then you know how to do skill and you can teach your kids too so you can do this plan out the things that you want to do this year but break them up into smaller pieces and then work on them a little bit at a time Get that accomplishment energy and make the progress and use those principles that I talked about in this podcast as well of, you know, deciding what it is you do want, get training and education, ask questions, take action, uh, track your progress and be aware of what's going on in your mind and then have somebody hold you accountable. So. Um, As you start practicing this, you're just going to find that your life becomes better and better, and it feels so good. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.BuildingHeroesAcademy.com